Ian McLean was an enthusiastic early fan of Fish. After high school, he was introduced to the band by some friends who'd moved to Burlington to attend the University of Vermont. McLean lived in Hebron, New York, having moved there with his family from Arizona. He'd been a deadhead, turned on to them by a much older brother who'd been a camp follower dating back to the Fillmore days. But like a lot of deadheads of younger vintage, McLean ultimately found Fish's music and scene more viable after a certain point in time. They were the first band that was taking all the shit we really liked from the Grateful Dead shows and doing more of it, freeform jamming and real spacey out-there music, said McLean. That's what attracted me to it, and that was at a time when the Dead seemed much less genuine. The transition for me was like, why would I go on tour to watch that freaking sad junkie, meaning Jerry Garcia, croak on stage when there's these sick dudes that are playing right down at Nectar's? That's what got me going. McLean regularly made the hour-and-a-half drive to hook up with his buddies at fish shows, particularly at Nectar's, a funky restaurant, bar, and live music venue in downtown Burlington. Nectar's served as Fish's creative incubator through 1988. On its cramped stage, they took their music as far out as they dared, and a small but growing fan base hung with them through every bizarre gag, unpredictable meter change, and lengthy jam. By the time Fish began venturing away from their home base in Burlington, they had amassed a group of supporters who followed them, helping to light a fire in other communities. Anchoring the circle in which McLean ran was Eric Larson, a former dorm mate of guitarist Trey Anastasios and an ardent early fan who hired the group to play at his house parties in Burlington. In the 1990s, Larson got hired as Fish's chiropractor, masseur, and videographer. Larson and McLean had been to a million dead shows together, in McLean's words, but had now cast their lot with the hometown band. Their crew was a fixture at Nectar's, and they also traveled to see fish gigs at campuses and pubs in Vermont villages like Waitsfield and Rutland. The raucous, outgoing McLean was a particularly vocal fan and booster. If you listen closely to the live cuts from Nectar's, that were appended to Electra Records' expanded reissue of Junta, you can hear him whooping and shouting between songs. McLean lived on a farm in Hebron with his friend Brad Condon. Every Memorial Day, they'd throw a big bash with food and music. It was McLean's job to book the bands and Condon's to roast the pig. These were no small affairs. At one of them, McLean booked six bands. The farm occupies several hundred acres, so there was no worry about annoying the neighbors. McLean twice recruited Fish to play on the farm. A late summer party in 1987, attended by roughly 30 people, and a Memorial Day blowout in 1989 that attracted upward of 400 party maniacs. The first of these, held on August 21, 1987, was notable for the sheer number of animal companions in attendance. Fish never missed a trick, and they performed a number of dog-themed songs for the occasion. Barking was as audible as applause. Anastasio's faithful retriever, Marley, was designated head of security. The first set opened, logically enough, with Dog Log, and also included Shaggy Dog and Funky Bitch. The middle set included Harpua, a protracted narrative about a monstrous canine that devours a beloved feline named Poster Nutbag. The audience was tenfold larger when Fish again played the farm, not quite two years later, by which point they'd become a good deal more popular in New England and were beginning to conquer other parts of the country.
They were still a homegrown phenomenon, but were on the cusp of something much bigger and evolving by leaps and bounds. This day-long bacchanal, referred to among fans and tape collectors as Ian's Farm, occurred on May 26, 1989. It was a cool, clear late spring day. Perfect party weather. You can just imagine how idyllic and intoxicating the gathering must have been. As McLean observed, what can you say about a party that's got 18 kegs and a band like Fish playing? There was one hitch. For a few nervous hours, McLean worried that the group wasn't going to show. There'd been a van breakdown somewhere on the rural highway between Burlington and Hebron, and in that time before widespread cell phone usage, Fish couldn't call the farm to explain the delay. I was a little freaked out, like, oh my god, my boys aren't going to be here, McLean said. But they made it in time to fire up their first set.